This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's Tuesday, March 16th. Here's today's news. Brought to you by Hot Seat, a new memoir from Jeff Immelt, the former CEO of General Electric. Immelt explores his time at the helm of one of the world's largest companies, from navigating a post-9-11 world to the 2008 financial crisis and more. Buy your copy today. Our top story, a new influx of federal funding could provide a crucial life vest to thousands of renters in Georgia and Metro Atlanta. The state of Georgia and several Metro Atlanta governments are offering rental assistance to tenants who are struggling due to the pandemic. The funding comes from the federal stimulus package passed at the end of last year. The U.S. Treasury's $25 billion federal emergency rental assistance program allocated millions to the state and 12 cities and counties that have over 200,000 people. Those cities and counties, which includes the city of Atlanta and nine metro Atlanta counties, are running their own programs to distribute the funds. The Atlanta City Council also voted Monday to partner with United Way, which administered its first round of funding, to distribute its $15 million allocation this time around. Several other counties already have rental assistance programs up and running. Others are expected to launch in the next few weeks. In other news, the city of Dublin is mourning the loss of Dublin High School principal Jeroy Stuckey and his family, according to multiple news outlets. Stuckey and his wife Alicia and their son A.J. died, 13 WMAZ reported, citing the school district. There was a four-car crash Sunday on Interstate 16 in Bullock County, the Georgia State Patrol confirmed to WTOC. A tractor-trailer towing a tanker was westbound on I-16, when it rear-ended a car starting a fire. The impact pushed the car on fire into a second tractor-trailer, and a second car was sideswiped as a result. The victims are believed to be the Stuckey family. In politics, a judge may unseal absentee ballots in Fulton County so a government watchdog can investigate allegations of voting fraud in the November election. A lawsuit filed in Fulton County Superior Court contends that fraudulent ballots were cast and other irregularities occurred as workers counted ballots at State Farm Arena on election night. Those allegations were investigated and dismissed by the Secretary of State's office. Nonetheless, Henry County Superior Court Judge Brian Amaro, who is overseeing the case, said he's inclined to order the ballots to be unsealed and reviewed by experts hired by Garland Favorito, a voting integrity advocate. At a hearing Monday, Amaro sought a detailed plan for maintaining the secrecy and security of the ballots, which, by state law, are under seal in the Fulton County Superior Court Clerk's Office. We want to do this in such a way that dispels rumors and disinformation and sheds light, Amaro said at the hearing. The devil's in the details. And finally, voters would have to provide more identification to prove their identity when casting an absentee ballot under a proposal that has gained broad support among Georgia's Republican majority in the General Assembly. For most voters, the ID requirement could be fulfilled by writing down a driver's license number on an absentee ballot request form and again on the absentee ballot envelope. 
But about 3% of registered voters don't have a license or state ID number on file, and they would need to submit additional documentation. The absentee ID proposal appears to be one of the most likely changes in voting rules to pass in Georgia, with similar language in both House and Senate bills. Lawmakers are also considering legislation to end no-excuse absentee voting, limit Sunday voting, and restrict drop boxes. That's all for today. Check back each weekday morning for more from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution or go to AJC.com. Have a great day. Spoken Layer